Welcome to Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. Each and every week we get to talk to new and exciting people about whatever is on their mind and what's important to them, whether it's health, overcoming addiction, spirituality, finding God, uh, politics, conspiracy, you name it, we cover it. So it's an honor and a blessing to have you join us. I look forward to meeting you and thank you so much for tuning in. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. Have an exciting new show for you today and a virgin guest, um, even though he is no stranger to me nor to the podcast community. He's amazing. But before we get into today's show, I want to tell you guys why I have been missing for a couple weeks and what has happened. Um, we were having dinner one night and I had grilled steaks for dinner, was on the very last bite and felt something stab me in the throat. And so I spit out the last bite of steak and it actually was a needle. So yours truly has been deathly ill for two weeks um, I had problems with my vision. I couldn't see. I couldn't talk. My throat was really swollen. My tongue was swollen. Uh, I had zero energy. I had the weirdest, um, I can't say headache. It was kind of head pain, very dizzy, um, and just really overall felt like shit. So, um, that is where I have been and why I have not been, uh, doing any shows because I couldn't speak. (laughs) So I am back and back with the vengeance and we have a whole shit ton of stuff happening in the news. So with no further delay, welcome to my wonderful, wonderful guest, Mr. Ghost, from my third eye podcast. How are you, my dear? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. I did not know that all that happened to you. Good God, you're lucky to be alive. Yes, it was very, very frightening. And the funny thing is everybody kept going, did you go to the hospital? Did I go to the hospital? No, because <laughs> thank you. I like my life. And uh, I knew I wasn't going to allow them to do a COVID swab or give me an injection or poison me with anything else. So I was like, nah, I'll just take care of this on my own. So me being into uh, essential oils and all of that kind of stuff, I treated myself and and got better without the uh, quote unquote medical industrial complex. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. So... Anyways, how are you, my dear? I'm doing good, doing good. Just rocking steady over here at My Third Eye Podcast and trying to produce more content, you know, every week. So right now, I think I'm releasing right about three episodes a a week. Um, Regular episode, talk at the tavern, and me and Ryan Dean just started a little side project called Conspiracy in the News. Oh, nice. There's always going to be something to cover on that show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good old Ryan. I love Ryan. He's such yeah. a good guy. Yeah, him so, and I have got a, formed a great, beautiful relationship over the almost almost a year now. So, 
That's a good thing because you you both are such nice people and you have had me on Talk at the Tavern uh, a couple times. You always have a um, invite for me and for lots of other people, but um, Friday night is my night with my husband because uh, his work schedule got a little insane, so... <laughs> So anyway, for people who don't know you, what is your podcast about? What do you do? Well, I am a starseed for one, and I come from Nibiru. If you believe that, I'll tell you another one. <laughs> but uh, no, my Third Eye podcast kind of started out of my uh, my love for conspiracies, holistic healing, uh, cryptids, uh, a little spirituality, but maybe not in the sense that some people are kind of going down that journey. You know, I, I kind of just take it as there's a creator, you know, I, right. I don't get too far into to the woo-woo, but, you know, my listeners know I have a huge passion for uh, foraging for gourmet mushrooms, uh, especially in the fall and what have you. And, and I, you know, I don't know. I just, I got sick and tired of not being able to, you know, talk to pretty much anybody in my life other than maybe like one person at, at work. And, I, <laughs> you know, I would listen to all these podcasts and I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to take the advice from one of my friends and I'm going to start my own. And so I did. Right. And Ryan helped me get, get up and running. And, you know, the rest is history. I've been at it. Uh, this October will be a year and I've had a, a huge variety of guests. I mean, I've had an ex-satanic High, high wizard on to someone that was supposedly abducted and did a 20 and back to uh the magical herb of curcumin to i mean you name it i i'll i'm not afraid to have somebody on and cover it so i love talking about uh spices and herbs and things like that and i got kind of excited when you said uh mushroom hunting mm. um I grew up mushroom hunting, but not the kind that takes you on a trippy trip. No. <laughs> My wife are we the talking the, Yeah. Are we talking the same kind of mushrooms? Yeah. Like chicken in the woods, um, lion's mane, turkey tail, uh, some, some re reishi if you can find it. Uh, in, mm -hmm. in some of the books out here and what have you, they, oh, it's not real that edible. Some say it has medicinal value and well, it does, but you know, obviously they're yeah. going to try and deter you from that. Um, yeah. What other ones? Chanterelles, uh, morels are big. Yeah. I love morels. Big in the spring, but, uh, this yeah. year wasn't, wasn't a good year out here in Pennsylvania for the morels. You know, we didn't have a real wet spring and it's been a really dry, dry summer as well. So a lot of people, that was a that. that was a huge thing growing up uh, in Indiana was the morel mushrooms, and it got to the point where they were so popular that they were getting like forty five dollars for a pound of mushrooms. Oh, wow. Yeah, it it got a little insane, but that's like a big thing up there is uh, the morel mushrooms, and then they'd have a big fish fry, and so you'd have the you know, bluegill or crappie or whatever and, and mushrooms. That's awesome. Strange yeah. combination maybe, but it was good. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. yeah. Anytime, anytime there's a fish fry and you can get some good, uh, wild, uh, mushrooms and mm -hmm. man, the people be like, Oh, I don't like mushrooms. It's well, it's cause you never had a good mushroom. All you've eaten is exactly. shitty mushrooms out of the store. 
Yep. I love mushrooms so much. I actually will cut them up and freeze them. I do the same thing with all different kinds of peppers, uh, purple onions, you name it. And, and it makes it so easy that way when you go to uh, make your meals or whatever, you always have a plethora of things to choose from. Yeah. So, speaking of, I know, I know you're a chef. I, you yeah, like well, to cook too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I do love to cook. Uh, tonight, I actually took the night off. Um, Ryan and I, when I, I was on his show for that conspiracy break room, I was telling him about tuna casserole. And this uh, this past Saturday over the weekend, I was talking with Davey Wavy from the Red Pill Cartel. I podcast, love Davey too. <laughs> and uh, I was asking him if he had any availability for you know, talk at the tavern. He's like, man, I don't get off work in time, you know, on most Fridays. And he's like, but man, you have me craving a, a, a cold spaghetti sandwich. I was like, once you, once you have one, you'll never go back. Cause they, they are the best. And I said, yeah, this week on the menus, uh, tuna casserole. So Sunday I made up a huge thing of tuna casserole and, and Ryan called me today while I was at work. He's like, ah, oh, what are you doing? I was like, ah, oh, I don't know. You know, almost back to the, to the warehouse and what have you. I'm going to, probably eat lunch he's like oh what do you have and i'm like tuna casserole he goes that sounds so gross but so good at the same time I'm like oh, you don't know what you're missing but i am not a tuna fan i cannot stomach tuna and salmon for some reason i love fish outside of that but those two fish i just cannot do i can't see, stand the smell of it either yeah see tuna tuna and haddock are the only two fish that i can really mess with um salmon you know my wife and and my son love salmon me and my daughter don't i'm not a big trout fan uh, i tried mahi mm -hmm. mahi didn't like that either i was just eh, i don't know but apparently when i was little and we lived in idaho you know we'd go out and catch lake trout and what have you and mm -hmm. they, my my mom said i they couldn't debone it fast enough but over the years i don't know i just i was like yeah it's gross yeah, it can be super duper fishy. I'm not uh I'm not a fan of anything that's very fishy. Mm -mm. But I love tilapia. Tilapia is probably my favorite. Cuz that's Isn't a that real the, mild the bottom flavor. feeder. I don't know what it is, but I like it anyway. Yeah. I think <laughs> But I either, I like It's either that or flounder. I, one one of them yeah. is like a really garbage sea fish and flounder is a very very flat fish i'm not a okay. i'm not a real big maybe, fan maybe of that's flounder. the one because I, I can do tilapia yeah. but once i found out about flounder i was like uh, i don't think i'm gonna be eating that anymore yeah i really i just um it sounds funny and and people that uh you know live in like new england or whatever usually like to chastise me for like liking bass and crappie and sunfish and things like that, but those are actually my favorite. We just don't have that here. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm kind of the same way with you on that. Um, growing up, and and still now, like I, I'll I'll mess with a perch, a crappie, you know, some bluegill. You know what I mean? They're a good, mm -hmm. they're a good white fish. You know what I mean? And, oh and yeah. And it's not a racist thing. It's just they don't. They're not real fishy tasting. <laughs> you know, it's good white flaky racist. meat. So. Points on the field. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Got a flag already. <laughs> so um, I know that you were in the military. Uh, first of all, why did you join? What made you decide to do that? 
a long lineage of uh, military and on my my dad's side, a little bit on my mom's side, but mainly mainly my dad's side. So a lot of a lot of navy on on my dad's side and, and what have you. But mm-hmm. you know, our family on my dad's side, you know, date back all the way to coming over on the Mayflower. So oh wow, long history of fighting and and pretty much every war that's been fought here in in america and abroad um so yeah and, and the weird thing is i was i was slated to go to the marine corps and, and i had a doctor that i knew he smoked a lot of weed because i went to school with his son and his son used to steal a stash um but he was my doctor <laughs> and uh I, I went through a summer where i had growing pains and i shot up like six seven inches and you know i'm i'm six four almost six five in, in between there um but I went through growing pains. Well, he put my charts that I possibly had, I think, what was it? Oshgood Schlatter's disease. Are you the, kidding me? Yeah. At like 15, 15 or 16. And once the Marine Corps looked out, like I was two weeks from, from, you know, bouncing out and going to boot camp, and they saw that and they were like, yeah, we can't take you. You, you have this weird genetic disease in, in your knees. I'm like, what? Like, no, I had growing pains, man. And they didn't believe me. I walked out. I had visited every branch except for the Air Force. I walked out. I looked to my right. And I'm like, well, I haven't went in you. Well, I'll talk to you. And the rest is history. I signed up as a weapons loader in the United States Air Force. That would be a really, I think, cool job. Did you enjoy doing that? I did. I did. It was, without us, it's just another airline. You know what I mean? Because... If if you don't mm-hmm. if, if if you don't have bombs, missiles, gun, chaff flare, rockets, you know, you name you name the the munition, you know, all you're flying is a civilian airline. So yeah, it was it was a it was a blast. It would be it would be really cool to experience that. Now, I am the only person in my family that was not military. Um, my parents, my grandparents, uh all of my relatives on both sides were all military we have literally every branch in our family and uh my sister was actually a pilot in the air force oh nice uh until she had to stop because she started having real bad migraines and Hmm. you know things like that but uh i actually seen i'm the only one that wasn't (laughs) well you can like i tell ryan you know you you can be paid patriotic and be a patriot without going to the military you know what i mean oh, 100%. And I, I tell a lot of people you know you go to you know these sporting events and, and they want to you know recognize the veterans and I, mm-hmm. I think that's great and that's beautiful i'm just not the type that's going to stand up and accept recognition you know what i mean mm-hmm. i went to a, a hockey game with you know my uncle and he's nudging me i'm like dude there's so many you know iraqi war vets and you know uh Vietnam vets standing up. No, let them, they, they seen more shit than I did. I, I'm good. And he's like, no, you, you went through. You, I'm like, look, I'm good. I don't need that recognition. You know, I'm, I'm glad I did it, but that's just not my character. Yeah. it And you're the same way as me. Things like that make me very uncomfortable mm-hmm. and i just can't, you know, I can't do things like that. And here's a case in point. Um, I was, in dc uh for an event of which we shall not say uh and i had people that literally recognized me and would come up and be like oh my god 
you're deplorable Janet. Like the deplorable Janet. Oh my God. Can we get pictures with you and stuff? And I was like, eek. Like it made me so uncomfortable. Cause even though I do this for a living, I'm just like, not one of those people. I'm not. It, that makes me like, so it makes my skin crawl. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, but yeah, can you run along when you're done? Because it was, it's just weird for me. I, I don't like that. Uh, yeah, I'm the, I'm the exact same way. Yet here we are, both doing a podcast. You know what I mean? It's like, and you, you don't realize that people look at you in that light. And right. I, sometimes I have to step back, and it's not very often, but just remember that. Wow, dude, you know, you, you do have a platform. People look at you a certain way. Because yeah. I, you know, I see myself as an everyday type of guy, you know, and, and yep. the first time I ever That's talked to me. Brian, you know, him and I laugh about it now, dude, mm-hmm. I fanboyed, you know, the first time like you came on the tavern, I'm like, holy shit, this is deplorable, Janet, I can't be, holy, you know, I, and that's just me, you know what I mean? And then, you know, you, you get to know people and, and, you know, your nerves calm down and what have you, but. You right. Know, I'm sure there might be a day, I hope that, you know, I can do my podcast full time that. Someone goes, oh my God, there's Ghost from My Third Eye Podcast. And it's like, I, I honestly don't know how I would react. I think I would react okay because the podcast has brought me out of my shell of being more open and, you know, talking right. with, you know, strangers, even on the street or whatever. And, you know, I love that aspect of this because, you know, y- you do get to talk to so many different people and it just grows your knowledge of, of, different ideas, different ways of, you know, handling situations and, and everything. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't and know how it, people think. <laughs> yes. Big time. And I do, I, I love the, uh, conversation aspect of things. I love talking to like tons of new people and meeting new people all the time. It, Cause I'm the same way, um, on screen or off. I'm the same way out in public. I will literally carry on a conversation with anybody about anything. Even if it's something I know nothing about, I'm like, Oh, tell me more. Like I got to hear about it. And so I, I guess, cause I'm kind of a chatty Kathy. <laughs> I kind of <laughs> like that aspect, I guess. So what would you say with all the different guests that you interview and, and have talked to, what is your favorite um, I can't even say conspiracy because conspiracy is not really a thing. What is your mm-hmm. favorite subject to look into? Oh man, or it, to it, cover? It kind of varies on on, on a on whatever mood I'm kind of in. I mean, I I hold near and dear to my heart, you know, holistic ways of healing, um, mm-hmm. uh, foraging for your food. I'm I, you know I'm an outdoorsman. I I hunt. I don't do it as much as I, I used to. I'm a huge archery hunter, you know, even, even down to small game. Um, but with my work schedule, I, I don't get the time to do it as much, but I do get time to forage for mushrooms because I can do that on a Sunday. You know what I mean? We're here right. in Pennsylvania. Most times you can't hunt on a Sunday. So, you know, you replace little things and I don't know the favorite, favorite topic. I mean, I, I got to reserve it for the hairy guy. I mean, I, I've always had a, a sweet passion for, for Sasquatch. Uh, and you're not talking about Ryan. 
Uh, no, no, I shave him <laughs> on a daily basis. He has a he has a helicopter. He sends out to Pennsylvania. He picks me up on a Saturday. I I go out. I shave him, and you know he flies me back. He, he makes me a good meal though, so it's worth it. <laughs> That's so funny. So are are you um one of the people that listens to like the Sasquatch Chronicles? That's the podcast that started it all for me. Oh, nice. Nicely done. I, uh, yeah. I've never listened to podcasts before. And one summer I took off two weeks. It was a little over two weeks, but we were we were getting chickens and I wanted to build a chicken coop, you know, from scratch and what have you. Take my time with it. And I was sitting out, you know, I did it, I did it in our carport. So, you know, I had I had shade and, you know, some breeze or whatever. It was at the end of August. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of sick of listening to to music. What are these podcast things? And, you know, on my, I used to be real big into some Sasquatch groups on Facebook and, you know, other cryptids and, and what have you. And I was like, you know what? I just typed in something Sasquatch, probably just Sasquatch. And uh, the Chronicles came up. I was like, well, I'll give this a listen. Listen to an episode. Listen to another one. Another one. Another one. Another, next thing I know, I was hooked. I was like, okay. And then I found the confessionals. And then that led into so many other different avenues of the cryptid mm-hmm. aspect of it. And then I, I remembered, hey, you know, you've always had this this passion since you were a little kid about conspiracy theories. You know, one of the early, now some say, you know, Sasquatch is, you know, a kid's earliest conspiracy theory or whatever. You know, I was huge into, uh, um, uh, the X-Files, you know, when I was, I was younger right. and what have you in, in high school and, you know, that, that genre. And I was like, I just typed in conspiracy and I, I found a couple podcasts and then I found, you know, one that I, I don't listen to it any, anymore, but you know, it, that branched me out in it. And that's kind of how I found Ryan. I found legit bat. Then I found you and then so many others. And it was just, it just started, it was like a big spider web. And I was like, oh, wow, this is great. And then a lot of them, not only tackled conspiracy, but tackled other things of, of interest for mm-hmm. me that I like, like the holistic healing, the, um, yep. the, not uh, it, the fermenting of foods with, with salt and, and, mm-hmm. and what have you and all sorts of arrays. And then I found like Crow triple seven Freeman fly, you know, it just, it, it depends on the mood I'm in that day and, you know, right. someday, okay, going to binge this one. That's just the mood I'm in. I mean, my, my playlist, I probably have probably 50 or 50 podcasts to pick from. And I just sit there and I'm like, okay, you know, scroll down through and, you know, you know, have my fun with it, but it, it's great. I, I do the same. And it, it's so great because, um, coming from the podcast community, like there's so many people, uh, that, you know, it's like a real tight knit little community. And so I have, I kid you not, probably like 170 different shows uh, that I subscribe to. And I'm literally cannot keep up with everyone, um, especially people that post five, six days a week, sometimes Mm -hmm. seven. Um, But I'm like you, like, I will have to like, decide what I'm going to listen to on what day or what kind of mood I'm in, you know, guides me as to where I'm going to go that day. But I love it because everybody's so different and they, everybody's show their approach is very different, you know, and, um, 
like one of the one of the podcasts that I really love the people uh is Patriot Party podcast and I I love Mick and V Lynn because they're a married couple and they talk on the podcast just like they do at home with the arguments and the whole nine yards to get, get their point across and stuff. And it's kind of funny, but um, I love that kind of stuff. I love the holistic thing. That's like my, that's my jam. I love doing that. I love, you know, natural remedies, natural herbs, making your own cleaners and ointments and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, which I would love to do a bunch more of. I tried getting the whole community uh, started on making their old, their homemade uh, uh, quinine. And, you know, some mm-hmm. people did and they're like, oh my God, ghost, that shit's bitter. I'm like, put some blueberries and pineapple in it or put a little exactly. honey in it. And yep. they're like, oh, you can? I'm like, yeah, you can put anything as long as it's organic and, and, and natural. Sure. I said, yep. I've been drinking this stuff before the lockdowns. And right. I did test positive for the Rona once. I had zero mm-hmm. symptoms. Zero. Right. I, I got a free paid 10 day vacation for it. I nice. thought it was great. And, you know, but everybody, you know, there was people around me that tested positive. My wife got pretty sick and, and, and what have you. But, you know, when she did, you know, start drinking this. She drank two, three cups of it, popped some zinc in her, mm-hmm. some vitamin D and, and not the, the, that kind of D, the actual vitamin and uh <laughs> you know within a couple of days you know she's, well she might have popped some d in her eyes yeah you know I, not it, it does sick. have protein yeah. it does have protein in it so you but, know uh, I, I and i would even ask her if she wanted a shot of penicillin but she never she never took the offer so <laughs> oh dang it yeah but no <laughs> we're gonna have to have a, couple, a chat yeah after a couple of days of being on that though you know she she started seeing a difference she's like wow this is amazing i'm like see this is what mm-hmm. I'm telling you. I said, you're the one who pointed out all the things that you saw. My allergies got better. I, I got off my uh, allergy induced inhaler, you know, after drinking this, I, I don't snore mm-hmm. as much, you know, the list goes on. And she's like, yeah, you're right. But you know, like anything, you know, you do it for a little, you have to really stick with it. But, and mm-hmm. now we, we found the curcumin and she loves it. I mean, she, she's dr- without even exercise and diet, she dropped, what was it? Close to 30 pounds. And mm-hmm. like she's, she started noticing like her carpal tunnel and her elbows, like tennis elbow. She was getting the same thing that right. I get, you know, my, my hands would fall asleep and, and start to feel like they, I dipped them in oil. You know, when I get a real bad, uh, like hot oil, like a bad flare up mm-hmm. had all dissipated, you know, after a few days of me being on it, it took her a little bit longer, but I guess, uh, curcumin takes a little bit longer to absorb in females, you know, in some cases and right. what have you, but I, I try, I, I purposely went off of it. This was uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I, I stopped taking it for like two weeks just to see if I could see a difference. And man, immediately my arms started falling, my hands started falling asleep. My, my, I can feel mm-hmm. the achiness in my, in my knees and my joints. My, my vision was, you know, getting back cause I have an astigmatism. So my, my blur was coming back a lot, a lot you know, like, like it used to. And when I was on right. it, I noticed it was, it, I would, I still have the astigmatism, but I didn't have the blur as much with the, you know, with the astigmatism of, with being on the curcumin. And I, I love the stuff. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be on it the rest of my life, you know, and I, I'm so happy and grateful that I, that I came across Kelly on Instagram and she agreed to 
you know, do her very first podcast with me and I introduced her to Ryan and now she's kind of making the scenes and, you know, doing, doing good. So. Yeah. And you know, that's the thing is a lot of people don't understand the healing power that are in herbs Mm. and things that you can do naturally like that. Like you and I have talked before about the quinine stuff. I have done that before. And now instead of actually buying, because even though they say organic, I tend to have a hard time trusting whether it really is or not. And so I've been getting like, uh, which I'm big into the essential oils anyway, but therapeutic grade essential oils. And you can do the same thing with, you know, just like a drop or two of each one, you know, the lemon and the I always put grapefruit in everything, but the lemon and the grapefruit and orange and all of that stuff and put that together. And even the, you know, the curcumin, you can do the same thing. And, and I just like put that in water and drink that. So it's very beneficial. uh, Yeah. Send me, yeah. Send me that when, when we get done. Um, cause I would like to look into some essential oils. My wife used to be a, uh, well, she's still licensed. She just doesn't practice anymore, but she was a massage therapist and what have you. So she, you know, she, there was times, you know, my old job, I used to deliver beer and I'd come home. My body was wrecked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Carrying kegs downstairs, you know, to the basement. Oh, yeah. what have you. And she'd give me a massage. She's like, I'm just going to put like, I think one was like birch wood or I forget some yep. of the oils that she, she would put mm-hmm. on. And, and I was like, does this really work? And she's like, just hold on. And you know, she massaged. I'm like, oh, you need a lot of, she's like, you just shut up and lay there. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, and she would massage. And when she was done and I'd wake up the next morning, I'm like, oh my God. And I was like, my, I feel amazing. And she's like, it's a combination of what I did and the essential oils. And I'm like, oh, okay. So. Absolutely. And that's the thing, um, especially with the curcumin is that it's, it's a really good antioxidant, anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. And so, that's what happens to a lot of people is they get that, you know, overload of oxidative stress and stuff in their body that inflames everything. And when that happens, your joints flare up, your your muscles don't work properly. Like you said, your vision and, and the whole nine yards. And so um, like just doing those or even uh, like spices, I do all of my own spices. I craft all of my own um, and make them from scratch because they're like, I'm highly allergic to garlic for whatever reason that happened after I had my daughter. Um, thank you, Kirsten. I love you. Uh, and so like almost everything you get from the store has not only garlic, but it has all these preservatives and, you know, chemicals and shit in it. And so I started like drying my own stuff and, you know, grinding my own things and, and, and making my own stuff. So I do a lot of that. Uh, and that helps like a lot of that helps. And even like, like I said before with the peppers and, you know, onions and mushrooms and stuff like that, because those all have healing properties as Mm -hmm. well. Big time. So yeah, the the lion's mane mushroom, which I was so, I don't know. it, It was like, I, it was like the very first time I ever got a scored a a buck with my, my bow, you know, I got the same mm-hmm. feeling and rush when I looked over and I'm like, that looks like lion's mane. And I ran over to this tree and I'm looking at it. I'm like, that, 
that's effing lion's mane. And it has no poisonous look like, you know, so I cut it, I harvested it. I brought it home. I told my wife about it and she's like, okay. She's like, cause she saw no natural or no poisonous lookalikes. You know, it's a high considered a high delicacy and mm -hmm. it has very, um, help, uh, big health benefits for your brain and cognitive, you know, functioning. And right. she's like, well, what's it taste like? I said, yeah, it's supposed to taste like lobster. She's like, get out of here. I was like, well, let's, let's try it. Cleaned it up, sliced it up, sauteed it in a little, little butter, same consistency and taste of lobster tail. And I, we were really? both blown away. And that night I even actually had a little bit of trouble falling asleep. Cause my, like my mind was just like trouble falling asleep. And a couple of weeks later, or no, it was about a month later. I went to go back out. However, I wanted to go like a week or two before that. And some, some things came up and I found more lions, man. I found two that were like the size of a softball, but they were past, past their, their, their picking point. They were already starting to, uh, disintegrate and, and rot. I was so bummed. I was like, man, that, that sucks. Cause I wanted to, you know, I would have harvested them and made some clam chowder, you know, with that, without mm -hmm. putting the clams in. Right. And that would be, that would be so awesome. I have never looked for anything like that around here. I don't know if, if I could find something like that or not. Um, but it would probably be my luck if I went out in the woods looking for that, I'd probably run into a snake and then that would be over. Mm -hmm. That would be it. Because we have a lot of snakes here. Well, that, like there are times good... I'll sit on my patio and there's like, like last year we had probably six different kinds show up on the patio. And I'm like, nope. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. nope. <laughs> any, any snake is a dead snake is better. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, the good thing about mushroom hunting is you're, you're always looking down at the ground. So it kind of goes hand in hand with, you know, keeping an eye out for snakes and, and, you know, looking for mushrooms at, at, at you know, at the same time, because a lot of the mushrooms are hard to spot. So mm -hmm. now you said you're, you're a bow hunter. Mm -hmm. I suck at bow. Uh, you can do, you just we need the right have, training. We have a regular bow. We have a crossbow. I'm better at the crossbow, but yeah, like a regular bow, I just absolutely suck. And I don't know what it is, but we even, you know, we set up targets out in the yard and stuff. And, and I literally cannot keep the bow straight long enough mm. to hit anything. Now, are, it's going to sound weird, but are, are you holding it with a firm grip or a loose grip? Uh, kind of a loose grip because I have really sharp, short arms anyway. Um, my husband calls me T-Rex. Oh, that's funny. My wife has the same, <laughs> my wife has the same disorder. Yeah. I have really short arms. And so, you know, it's, it's harder for me to hold it because it is so large. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not one that well, holds that, that it could really be, tightly. Uh, a combination of a, a few things. Uh, the fun, when you brought that up, one of my old jobs, I worked in uh, juvenile corrections and my buddy and I, who were big in archery together, we actually got the detention center because we we worked in what they called an open program it was like a boot camp um mm -hmm. we never got to implement it because then they said well bow and arrows that's like giving them weapons you can't you know you can't do that da, 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 da. but they sent us a way to get uh trained to be uh national archery in the schools program instructors so nice yeah so i think maybe you got to relook at it the 
maybe step down in a size of like a compound bow, use a very loose grip. You don't, you don't, everybody wants to put a death grip on it. You don't, you just need to rest it in between your thumb and, and your pointer finger and pull back, you know, put the, the, the kisser right, right there in the corner. And as long as you have, you know, your draw the same way every time and, and you want to keep that everything level, eventually it'll just start clicking. And I mean, it, it can get addictive quick. Oh, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to learn and I'd love to be better at that. Um, the doctor that I used to work for was a huge bow hunter and I loved it so much every time he would leave to go hunting because he'd bring back bear and moose and elk and whatever. And his wife's like, there's too much stuff in the freezer. You're going to have to give it away. And I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> so he was always giving me stuff. And it's it's so cool to watch like people shoot. But I just am so bad at that. Yeah. I'm much better at the pew, 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 <laughs> pew. Not that I have any. <clears throat> no, you. I heard you lost them in a rare boating accident. I did. They are in the bottom of the lake. Uh, with, uh, legit bats and several other peoples. Uh That's crazy. That that storm must've been vicious. It was hella, hella big. Yeah. (laughs) No, my wife used to love watching me shoot too. And she's like, there's just something about it. She's like, you know, watching you draw back and it's not like a gun, you know, and you just, you you don't hear it. You don't hear it. The the let off, you know, cause it's quiet. All you hear is that on the, on the target and she's like man she's like it's crazy yeah i i wish i was so much better at that so that's that's something that i have to practice at and i love shooting the crossbow that is so fun but whoo it has got so much tension on it it is mm. really really hard to load <laughs> yeah i'm not a big i might be when i get older but to me um, firing yeah, well, see, I am old, so, you know. Yeah, you, you can't be much older than me. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> I, I highly doubt that. <laughs> I heard you say on Ryan's show, your age, yeah, I'm older than you. Mm-hmm. Well, y- you don't look it, so. Um, yeah, but thank you. The crossbow is, I don't know, I always looked at it more of a, like, like firing a gun. And that, to me, mm-hmm. that kind of took away from, and I don't discredit anybody that, that fires a crossbow because, a lot of people, you know, can't, don't have the arm strength to pull back a, you know, a recurve a or a compound bow. bow. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I get that. But for me at my age right now, I just, you know, I, I, I like that drawback, you know, and I, I like that feeling of letting that arrow just f- fly down range and, and, and hit its target. And, you know, you know what magic. I'd like to do? Um, I'd like to get into like axe throwing. Hmm. That would be so cool. That does look fun until one comes flying back at you when you throw it wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be that would be my look. But yeah, I would like to try that or like uh, knife throwing things like that. I think that would be uh, very interesting to attempt that anyway. Oh, absolutely. I'm see. I'm all about the silent weapons. You know. I, I have a nice stockpile of arrows and people are like, well, what if, you know, shit hits a fan? I said, I'm going to be the crazy motherfucker on my roof at night <laughs> or early morning, 
dropping dudes at like 50, 60 yards and not knowing what the hell hit them because it's quiet. And they're like, yeah, yeah but you're going to run. I said, they're, there's going to be a time where they stop and I can go get my arrows back. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, send them again. Yeah. That's, we have like so many different kinds of arrow tips and stuff, which is really cool. We were just looking at some the other day because, um, over the weekend for our anniversary, we actually stayed, um, at the Bass Pro Shops at the Pyramid. They mm. have a hotel in there. And so, uh, you know, of course we had to go and do a little shopping while we were there too. And, you know, look around and I was in there looking at the arrow tips and I was like, Ooh, there's some ones here that I think could cause some serious oh, yeah. internal damage. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, you know, have you seen the price of ammunition? I'm like, do you know what it costs to, to build a proper arrow? I'm like, when right. you, when you lose one, you're losing 30, $40 minimum oh yeah and they're definitely like, really? for one arrow i'm like tell you buy the arrow tell you get it fletched tell you get your 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 broadhead you know they range in quite some you know price right ranges. some of them are really pricey yeah and they're like oh i never really thought of it that way i said yeah you know i thought it was cool the first first couple times i, I robin hood you know an arrow and you know put one right down you know the butt end of a the arrow in front of me until I started adding up the cost, I'm sitting there with five arrows and I'm like, yeah, I got to really actually purposely work on, on spacing my grouping out because I'm, I'm now out like close to a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? And that was right. almost 20 years ago, you know? So, you know, 20, you know, 20 bucks an arrow back then. Okay. You know, kind of seemed pricey, but yet, you know, now it's like 30, $40 an arrow. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a really expensive hobby and especially like when we, uh, when I first started shooting and I will admit I lost a few cause, uh, the target was set up in the field. Yeah. And I don't know where they went. They disappeared. We tried and tried to find them, but yeah, uh, bad aim. <laughs> hey, hey, it happens to all of us. I, I can't say I never lost an arrow. <laughs> And the sucky part is, is I shoot the carbon fiber, so uh, a metal detector ain't going to detect it. Exactly. That's what we have, too. Mm -hmm. So I know you said you really enjoy Bigfoot, mm -hmm. but what is your absolute least favorite thing to talk about? Cryptid sea monsters. Like the yeah. Loch Ness Monster? I can, I can, <laughs> I can entertain Loch Ness Monster because, you know, growing up, you know, as a kid, everybody knew about the Loch Ness Monster, you know what I mean? But you hear some of these other cryptid shows and they get into these weird cryptid sea creatures and lake creatures. And I don't mm -hmm. know, I, I just don't, I don't have the same passion about that that I do. You know, I, I can, I, I'm not saying they don't exist because I can't prove or disprove. I've never seen one, but I would much rather talk about Dogman, Pigman, uh, the, the Pukwaji sasquatch you know the the was it the bookwas uh that they call up in canada the, the little people and yeah and all that stuff you know when it comes to the cryptids. little people yeah little people like me uh littler than you they're only like I, I, maybe I'm... at the most two feet tall and they they oh. look like a real native american and dress like one and everything but the the lure with them is they tease you into coming into the woods further 
and you get so far in and they trap you and take you to a into a portal and that portal leads you somewhere in the middle of the woods and, and you're lost you don't know where you're at oh i don't very think mischievous. i would follow i don't think i would follow a two-foot person no just because that would make me uncomfortable yeah and and with my uh my hatred of midgets i i, I don't know it might spark some rage <laughs> So you don't watch midget porn then? No. Oh my God, no. That's uh, that's been a a long running joke on the tavern. Um, Ghost does not like midgets, and he really freaking hates ET. So, uh, have you have you been around midgets before? Yeah, yeah. I I control my 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 inner midget rage. Uh, my it's been a while since I've seen one, but years and years ago we were at the grocery store and. My daughter and I were sitting on the bench waiting for my wife. She forgot something or whatever, ran back. And, uh, yeah, midget family walked by. And apparently I had a look on my face. My, my, my daughter at the time, she's like, Dad, Dad, stop. Calm down. You look like you want to kill people. I'm like, they're, they're, she's like, Dad, we'll talk when we get out. You know, she acted, you know, she might have been like 12 or 13, acting like she was my parent you know just calm down just take a deep breath and we get out of the car and she's like you really don't like midgets i'm like no i just wanted to pick them up and chuck them i i i, I don't know like i just want to boot stomp them and then so what what did that stem from was there an i have incident? no idea I, I i do not know where this 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 hatred of midgets come from and and, and i feel bad because they're humans just like i am i don't want to hate anybody but at the same time, I see one and I just, I, I want to like turn into the Incredible Hulk and just smash it. Okay. So, uh, did this come from maybe watching too much Wizard of Oz when we were growing up? I didn't have a problem with the munchkins when I was growing up. I don't, hmm. so I, yeah, I don't know where this comes from. I, it's weird. <laughs> it is a really weird thing. Just like my, my, my fear and hatred of E.T. When, when that movie was getting ready to come out, I had the pajamas, I had the, the poster, I had the little finger that you could put on, on your finger that, you know, would glow, you know, loved the, you know, turn on your heart light song. You know, I mean, I was down until we went to the movie theaters and that little scary MFR started running through the woods going, ah! And I, it freaked me out. I, my, my eyes were closed. You know, my parents sat there through the whole movie. I peek open and one part his head sitting there thumping up and down. I'm just like, this is gross. This is scary. And da, 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 da. And I was like, no, I hate ET. I'm, I'm good. And, and, I love oh, you and my, so my much. wife and my kids will mess with me with it too. Every once in a blue moon, I'll get a gift come through and, and I'll be like, oh, okay. I open it up and there's ET waving his little finger. I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. You, you, game on, game on. I love you so much. You uh, always make me <laughs> I can say I don't have any like irrational fears like that. Not belittling your you're no, fine. hey, I know they're completely irrational. I, I, I'm a weird dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> I get it. Nothing, nothing you can say is gonna gonna offend me. If not, it's probably just gonna make me burst out in tears laughing. But yeah, I mean, I I understand like saying that and then like putting myself in other people's position. They're like, 
this six foot four, 250 pound dude scared of a midget and ETs? Oh, that's weird. There must have been something in your childhood that you just don't recall. Maybe leprechauns came to you or something. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I was visited by the Fey folk. Who knows? Yeah, and see, for me, like, um, I am terrified of snakes, but there's a reason why I'm terrified of snakes. Um, when we were little, my parents had these friends uh, that lived on a lake. And so every once in a while, uh, we would go and visit them, and they had an outhouse in Enough their yard. Said. And so we would go to their lake and I was like, I don't know, maybe six or so. And I was like, I have to pee. And they're like, go to the outhouse. And I'm walking through the yard and there are literally snakes all over the place. And then I get in the outhouse and they are coiled up everywhere. <laughs> no. And yeah. I'm screaming and I'm hollering for my parents. And the response that I got was... You got there, find your way back. Ooh. Like, no one is coming to save you, like, whatever. And it, it just, it traumatized me. I mean, because, you know, we had, like, a ton of poisonous snakes where, where I grew up at, you know. So, we had water moccasins in the, in the whole nine yards. And so, that is where my fear of snakes comes from. And, and even if they're, like, on a movie or something, I'm like, nope. Mm -mm, nope and i can feel that like you know how like the hair on the back of your neck raises and whatever and your shoulders tense up and stuff that's totally me i'm like mm -mm, nope nope don't want to see a snake <laughs> give me or a go shot to the zoo and there's a snake exhibit and i'm like oh yeah or sitting yeah, outside i love love to sit outside on my patio and i'm sitting there one day and all of a sudden the snake goes right underneath my chair and i was like fuck the hell no and i'm like up in my chair and my husband's like oh that kind of snake's that gonna get you and i'm like i don't care it's a snake <laughs> <laughs> it's not dead so uh, i don't mm -mm. like it yep nope mm -mm. yeah i I don't have a real big fear of snakes but i have a healthy respect for them you know what i mean i mm -hmm. i I won't necessarily kill a black snake because I know what good they do towards other, you know, poisonous snakes and what have you. But if I come across a, a copperhead or a rattlesnake, nah, mm -hmm. you're dead. You know, if, if I have a shovel, a gun, hell, even a bow and arrow, I, I don't care. Uh, I'm, I'm taking, mm -hmm. taking a shot at you. See, and I'm not, I don't know. I consider myself to be pretty ballsy and pretty like brave and aggressive, but I, literally don't know if i could uh come at a snake with a shovel i got longer arms okay. so maybe that that, that. <laughs> i would have to get real close yeah. <laughs> and like he's up in my face going <laughs> yeah hi janet <laughs> yeah i'm gonna no. turn you into medusa mm -mm, we're, we're gonna mm -mm. become your hair mm -mm, no mm -mm. it's like nope I'm good. although sometimes it looks like that <laughs> so, um, let me ask you something. Do you like to discuss politics on your show or no? 
yeah, you can. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm at the point where, I mean, my you philosophy anymore is two wings, <laughs> one fucking bird. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Did, did I like when Trump was in office? Yes. Were there some things mm-hmm. that he did that I didn't like? Absolutely. Yes. Would I ever vote mm-hmm. for a Democrat? Chances are very slim to none. Um, right. Just, just from their, their past history. And it's proven itself right now. Um, you know, right. they get into office and they, they promise all this shit and really fuck stuff up. And the other side does it too, just at a much slower rate and a different mm-hmm. way of coming about it. But right. having said that, you know, politics ain't, you know, I don't, I don't care. I'll, I'll entertain anything. You know what I mean? Hell, the, one of the last uh, talk of the taverns towards the end of it, uh, it was Graham from Grimerica, Ryan, uh, Chris I from Rained Out Rantcast, and I think Julia was on, and we got into a big spiritual uh, discussion, and I, they kind of go hand in hand, re- religion and, and, and politics, and Ryan comes at it from a, a certain belief, and Graham comes at it from right. a certain belief. I come at it from a little bit of mix of both, and mm-hmm. Chris didn't, I mean, he kind of, he, he was just indifferent, and Julia just, she didn't know. Um, and that's no dog to Julia. She just, she just kept her mouth shut. She was just like, I don't know if I want to step in here with the boys. You know what I mean? And, but it was, it was a beautiful conversation because we handled it all like adults. And I think that's, Mm -hmm. what's awesome about podcasts is it doesn't matter if you have different political leanings, political views, religious views, you can come in, chop it up and, and, you know, maybe I'll leave with a different perspective. There are some things that I've been taking from Ryan. In, in the way he's, he's viewing things that have brought me kind of back around and, and regrounded me on where I was kind right. of wandering in being spiritual. You know what I mean? And when I say spiritual, I just mean, I question everything. You know, I, I, right. I was baptized Christian in the Susquehanna river in the middle of January when my daughter was like five years old, four years old. And you know, something changed. It, it, I, it could have been Christ, but I, I tend to look at and, and I don't want to offend anybody, you know, believe whatever you want. I don't know You're if the, I, I believe Christ is a real guy, <laughs> but I don't know if the yeah. Christ story is real. You know what I mean? Because everything's written by man. And at the end of the day, all these religions are just theories, just like anything else. You know what I mean? We can't, we can't really definitively prove anything. There are some things you can prove from the Bible and, and each of these religious texts. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But when it comes to the death and reincarnation and, you know, or resurrection, I mean, of Jesus or Muhammad or, you know, take your pick, you know, you, you really can't prove that. You, you can only go by what was written down or retold through history. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's kind of where I lay, you know, hey, I'm willing to look into everything. But at the end of the day, I know there's a creator because I look in the mirror. I see he created a retard. And a, a beautiful retard, and and I'm thankful for that. And he created a beautiful wife for me that that can look past my retardism. And you know, I, I have beautiful kids, and you know, everybody's unique. So, you know, you, you can't deny there's a creator. But where we go when we're dead, who knows? What what will happen here in the next election? Who knows? I mean, Trump's. Mar-a-Lago estate just got raided. Uh, kind of right. bullshit, if you ask me. 
I, I, I would say the same thing if it was, you know, uh, Obama, to be honest with you, right. because it, it's a president of the United States. And when you're going to sit there and, and basically arm uh, a branch of the Department of Justice to go after your political foe, that's, mm-hmm. that's not America, bro. That's, that's yeah. not the Constitution. And see, that's, that's the problem that I have with it. And, and take out the fact that it's Trump. I don't care who it is. The fact that it happened is bad because if it can happen to a president, it can literally happen to any citizen in the United States. I think, um, I think that's and a, I think, the message they were sending, Janet. Yes. To be honest and with this you, is like, oh, look, you support Trump. Look what we just did to him. Now all you supporters right. that were out in Florida. Yeah, you're you're next. Right. And see, that's kind of the slope that I see that that we are skiing down uh, at a rapid pace. Um, so you've got uh, all of the new IRS agents that they hired. You've got the FBI raid going on. Uh, you've got uh, Biden's EO about uh, government cryptocurrency that they're starting. Um, every day I get uh, emails about them uh, wanting to take our tax dollars, like I got one today, that they're taking our tax dollars to pay uh, people to go to different states for abortions or, you know, whatever the case may be. You got the January 6th crap going on. You got all that stuff. And I and the think billions of dollars to Ukraine. Yes. And I think when what Trump is was happening in was an enemy. Now, now, now he's cool. Right. And I think what I see happening is the absolute, complete and utter destruction of our society as we know it. Because these agencies are taking over and it's becoming like um, the media and all of these three letter agencies and stuff are becoming one thing. And to me, it's not, a, you know, a constitutional republic anymore. It's not a democracy. To me, it's moving more like toward an oligarchy situation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like one, one person is going to be in charge of literally everything. And I think, you know, and I saw, I think it was last week or the week before where they were raiding churches and stuff too. The FBI was raiding churches and I thought, okay, so we started with the churches and now they're going to Trump and it's the same attorney that uh defended Epstein and then later on went to work for Epstein and he was a prosecutor and they let it Epstein off and then he became like the attorney for all the Epstein employees mm-hmm. and I'm thinking yeah there's like so much going on in this news cycle that's all tied together in one little package and I just think we are skiing completely off a cliff right now because they're going to start the, you know, the one world currency and the one world religion and, and the IRS agents, in my opinion, are, are being put in place to seize assets mm-hmm. from totally. people. And I mean, look what they did in Canada. They were seizing bank accounts and stuff of, of the truckers. 
Yeah. And, and now and Castro, I, can, I mean, Trudeau won't even let him buy guns. Yeah. And I, I totally see that coming here. Um, uh, and, and I saw today where there's rumblings, they're trying to put through a bill that, that instates the social credit scoring system here. Mm. And if, if they're already moving to the government, quote, cryptocurrency, that's going to be a lot easier for them to instate that. Well, the good system. thing is you said it was a, an <clears throat> EO, correct? Supposedly. Yeah. So those aren't really necessarily law. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they, they can be revoked at any time, um, mm -hmm. which gives us a little sense of hope or hopium, you know, whatever. I don't want to mm -hmm. get too old Q-tart on, on, on people, but, you know, <laughs> when the government's sitting there trying to, you know, enforce their own cryptocurrency, but yet right. blocking crypto that's already out there, like, right. um, um, what do I have? XRP, uh, you know, mm -hmm. it, holding it up in courts and this and that. XRP, mm -hmm. if you look at it, I mean, that's the way, way of the future. And I'm not giving any financial advice, but there's a reason they're holding it up and trying to pass these other ones through. See, and to me, like I have never uh, been into crypto. I am not on the crypto bandwagon <coughs> because, uh, you know, like trackable blockchain. And I always think of crypto as dark currency and it, it makes me very uncomfortable something inside of me makes me very nervous uh about crypto stuff now to me i could give a shit less what the government does what the politicians say because i just live my life every day outside of their bubble you know what i mean oh, hell in yeah. my own little in my own little happy place and so I don't let stuff like that work me up. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, this happened. Oh, my God, that happened. Oh, my God, the world is ending. Uh, me, personally, I'm just going to keep living the way that I'm living and, you know, trading people for things or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so to me, like, I'm, I don't need currency because I can trade people for stuff. Exactly. And that's the way I'd prefer to be. You know, we, you know, to back it up to us getting chickens, uh, we're getting ready to, to add to the flock, hopefully. But, uh, you know, we didn't get chickens to, to get rich or make money off mm -hmm. them. We got chickens. Mm -hmm. So we had eggs for ourselves and we had eggs mm -hmm. for our friends, families, and neighbors. You know, mm -hmm. I've never charged my neighbors or any of my family for, for eggs. And if my wife takes them to work, She'll be like, uh, just give me a buck. You know what I mean? And there, and people at work are like, do you realize how much eggs are in the store? And she's like, I'm not trying to make money off you. You know, you need eggs, have some eggs, you know, obviously we have an abundance, you know, it's mm -hmm. just me and my husband now, you know, a dozen eggs, her and I can't go through a dozen eggs in a week, you know, we, you know, a, we oh, don't bake, <laughs> um, but you know, I'm the big egg eater and i'm usually on the weekends you know now there are recipes mm -hmm. that that we do you know make you know call for eggs for binder or whatever but mm -hmm. you know it, it it's not it's not like we're eating eggs on it on a super daily basis now 
when I say I eat them on the, on the weekend, if I'm getting to a good scrambled egg uh, kick, I, I can I can polish off almost a dozen scrambled eggs. In, in oh, yeah. And we, people look we at me eat like, eggs what every about your day, heart? I'm like, what about it? Eggs are so healthy for you. Exactly. And that's, that's so funny. I've talked about that before, like, uh, cause growing up in the era that, you know, I grew up in, it was like, eggs are good for you. The incredible edible egg. Yeah. And then it was like, and Oh my God, bad. eggs are bad. They're good. They're bad. They're good. They're bad. And it was nope, like back and, forth, back and forth all the time. But I love eggs. I literally eat eggs almost every day um unless i made like granola i make a lot of homemade granola mm. um so in, unless i you know do that I, i'm eating eggs because i don't uh i don't do pancakes i don't like pancakes i don't like syrup um it just makes me feel ugh. so i i like my eggs i have to have my eggs but that's when i put like diced up jalapenos and stuff mm. like that in them now you're talking spicy yeah or omelets with you know veggies and stuff i love that no oh, heck yeah there's nothing better than firing up the blackstone on a, on a saturday morning and and doing an omelet and you know, you know my wife she'll eat breakfast on 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 the weekend like she's not a big breakfast eater to begin with but if i say mm -hmm. hey i'm making this she's like yeah i want one or if I make, get up and I'll be like, hey, I'm making mess. Oh, you better double your batch because I want some too. And when we make making mess. Making what? Mess. Uh, so I I thought my mom always uh, concocted this recipe, but apparently, I don't know, every camper just did it. But when it was the last day of camping, if you had leftover eggs, bacon, uh, any kind of vegetable that you know you can throw in there, you scramble the eggs, you, you fry up the bacon, put that in there, some sausage, whatever, um, whatever veggies you had left over. Sometimes you even just threw, broke up some toast and, and threw in there, you know, a big concoction and you ate it that way. Well, then I stumbled across, cause out here we have uh, sausage gravy or chip beef uh, mm -hmm. gravy. Okay. Like right. for shit on shingles. Uh, right. Down in Texas, you know, it's known as country gravy or white gravy. Well, mm -hmm. I stumbled across putting sausage gravy on o over the top of this. And oh, yes. Wow. Wow. Oh, so yeah. I'll be like, hey, I'm making <laughs> mess. And she's like, yes, please. And she's like, you're making <laughs> you're making your, your own gravy. Uh, yes, I, I have my ruse mm -hmm. down. I, I can make a mean country gravy or sausage gravy. And she's like, okay, mm -hmm. cool. And uh, but yeah, it's just mixing everything together that you, you might've had left over from camp because you don't want to take it home. You know what I mean? You, your ice mm -hmm. is almost out by that time anyway. So, but yeah, we, oh, we yeah. do that. And... I love that kind of stuff. Like I used to, uh, I always called them breakfast fold. I would like, uh, cook hash browns first and then, uh, you know, add in like jalapenos. I love jalapenos. So add in like fresh jalapenos and red peppers and onions and mushrooms and stuff like that. And then like ham or, you know, whatever spice. I like spicy sausage. It has to be hot. Yeah. Um, and, and put that in and then put gravy on top and then cheese on top of that. 
Yes. That sounds yes, delicious. Because yes. I'm I'm the I'm the spicy food eater in our family. And mm-hmm. it was funny. Was it last uh it was last Friday. It was before the tavern. I walked over to my buddy's house. He lives like two doors down. He he's also my mechanic or whatever. But uh went down, I was having a beer with him or whatever, you know, shooting the shit and our other buddy was there too. And he goes I, I looked down and he had these this pepper. He goes, Here he's like, You like hot stuff, try this. He goes, Phew, this I couldn't even handle it. And I'm like, really? I was like, what is it? He's like, it's some kind of Hungarian way. I'm like, oh, they ain't nothing. I bit like half of it off. I'm sitting there eating it. And he's just looking at me and looking at me. I'm like, what? He's like, that really doesn't affect you, does it? I'm like, it wasn't hot. He's like, oh, well, well here, try this one. This, I'm like, okay. And I was telling him about these little, they were a type of Tabasco that I, that I usually grow. Uh, this year we didn't do a garden, but, uh, they don't get very tall. You know, they're just maybe mm-hmm. an inch or two or whatever. And, and they pack some great heat and flavor. Right. Well, he goes here, try this one. I'm like, okay. So, and it wasn't, it wasn't big. It was maybe, I don't know, two, three inches long. So I bit all the way down to the stem and I'm sitting eating it. And uh, he's really staring at me. He goes, this one, this one put me on my knees. And I'm like sitting there, I'm eating it and I'm eating it, swallow it. I'm like, okay. He's staring at me. He's like, dude, you don't. What is the matter with you? I said, (laughs) I said, I'm telling you, dude, I love spicy shit. I said, he's like, yeah, I see that. I I said, my wife says I burn my taste buds off because hot shit, unless it's like in those really hot levels of like ghost pepper and beyond, then you know what I mean? Where you only need a little bit goes a long way. I get that, but when it comes to some of the lower peppers, it, there's so much because they start off so sweet in most cases, and then you get that heat, and it just kind of lingers on, and 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 that's what deters people. That I like that. I want to feel that heat on my lips and and what have you. Mm-hmm. And what I'm going to tell a funny story. You're probably going to laugh again. One of the first times I made jalapeno poppers for my wife, she's like, "Oh, I'll devein them because well, it was like probably the second or third time." Because I leave a lot of the vein in. Now, the seeds, <laughs> some people think that there's heat in the seeds, but there's really not. It's, it's in the vein. It's of, in the vein, of, right. Of, of the pepper. And she's like, I'm going to devein them. But, well, she watched me do this before. I do it barehanded. For whatever reason, jalapenos don't have an effect on me. I know not to touch my eyes and what have you. But So she's over there at the sink. She's she's doing all these jalapenos up. Next thing you know, she, she's, she's done. I'm, I'm stuffing them, wrapping them, baking, getting them ready for, you know, the grill or the smoker. And and she's like, my hands are on fire and they're red. I'm like, oh, you didn't wear gloves, did you? She's like, well, you don't. I said, babe, I don't have many to. times I've been de-seeding the <laughs> jalapenos and eating jalapenos in my life. I said, they, they don't really affect me. And she's like, oh, well, they affect me. And I was like, okay. I was like, just make sure you don't touch your eyes. I said, you can run them underwater, but that's not going to help. I said, if you go... I think it was milk. You know, milk or, or I said what we did, you know, when we went through the gas chamber in basic training and what have you, you know, the only thing that really helped, they, they had these big industrial fans. You just sat there and let the air blow on you to get that, that oil to, to move away from you. I said, just mm-hmm. go hold your hands in front of the, the, the fan for a little while. So she did and it started feeling a little bit better and, you know, she thought she was okay and good to go and oh, I have to pee. Next thing I heard was a scream. 
and she was in tears and i'm like i come running back in because i was outside i heard outside i'm like what's going on she goes like i just peed i wiped birds and i'm like oh shit i was like yeah i tried to tell you don't touch your privates or your eyes or anything and she's like but they started feeling okay and i had to pee and i'm like no bueno no bueno She's like, I'm never, I'm never deveining these again. I'm like, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. That's a, um, that's something good though, for people to know, because some people don't deal with peppers and things like that on a regular basis. Mm -mm. And so they wouldn't think about, um, stuff like that. But, uh, I always keep a very large supply of gloves on hand. Um, and so any kind of peppers or onions or like fish or anything that's going to make my hands smell weird or sting or anything like that, I always wear gloves or even like just to make hamburger patties or whatever, because then you don't get it under your fingernails and in your ring and all that stuff. So, yeah, or get that, that greasy fat all over your hands and you're sitting there talking throwing a whole bunch of dawn on there trying to get it off now i'm not a huge glove wearer uh to do things some things i do but uh yeah i'm I'm one of those old school guys i just throw it on bare hands whatever but i'm not a i'm not a girl so i don't grow my nails long and i I don't have a nice fancy ring to 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 worry about getting you know anything in so i'm I'm good that way but yeah (laughs) if you're not used to handling peppers and what have you do wear some latex gloves because if you're not used to it that shit that capsaicin oil will fuck you up Mm -hmm. in a heartbeat and but see the good thing about uh incorporating peppers and that's literally any kind of peppers is the capsaicin in it because Mm -hmm. it is very very beneficial health-wise yeah and that's why that's why literally every time i make eggs there's some kind of pepper in there all the time and mushrooms Mm -hmm. and onions because they all have health benefits and then uh like people should switch out like table salt and use himalayan salt like pink or gray is the best Mm -hmm. um but they have black himalayan salt and all kinds of stuff different kinds of peppercorns uh, and it makes things taste a whole hell of a lot better Oh, hell yeah. Because they're healthier for you. Yeah, I'm a big, big pepper advocate. Uh, This was years ago. My daughter was, wow, I think she was just a baby when I stumbled across that that hot peppers and the capsaicin in, Mm -hmm. you know, even all the way down to, you know, peppercorn uh, Mm -hmm. fights, fights off cancer uh, cells. Right. And and it's a cancer fighting agent. And I was like, well, Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm going to start falling in love with hot stuff all over again in a, in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, I always like spicy food and you right. know, I'll sit there and people look at me not so much anymore in the family, but when, when, when 13, 14 years ago, first started going to family functions with my wife's side of the family, I'm sitting there coating my whole plate in black pepper. And they're just looking at me like, are you, are you nuts? And then her aunt is the only person in 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 the her side of the family 
that I can hang with because we both love the hot and spicy. And she's like, mm-hmm. no, he, he, he knows what he's doing. You know, it, he likes the hot stuff for a reason. And she's mm-hmm. like health benefit. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, big time health benefit. She's like, yep. oh yeah. Yeah. And I like that. And, and it's, it's gross to a lot of people, but you know how, um, like they always say, you should do like apple cider vinegar or, you know, whatever, because it's healthy for you. I know this sounds weird because apple cider vinegar on its own is really disgusting for a lot of people. Um, some people can't even like taste it, but most people can. Uh, but it's actually makes really good uh, sauce for fish, like dipping sauce for fish. Like if you mix that with a several different things, it actually tastes really good on fish. I'll have to try so, that because yeah. I know uh, what was it the other night? I think Ryan and I were just talking on the phone, and I said, "Is it a thing out there?" Because he lives out in Arizona. I'm from Pennsylvania, and mm-hmm. out here in Pennsylvania, you know, you'd go to a, a high school football game or you a street fit carnival or whatever, you know, malt vinegar or just regular vinegar on your French right. fresh cup French fries. And he's right. like, Oh yeah, we do that out here too. I'm like, yeah, man, you drown them in, in vinegar and dip them in a little bit of ketchup. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, Oh shit. I thought that was just a Pennsylvania thing. He's like, nah, dude, we do it out here too. I'm like, yeah, I love vinegar on shit. Yeah. We grew up that way. And like, uh, anytime we'd have ham and beans, um, put a little, uh, like white vinegar in the, in the ham and beans or even malt vinegar is so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in bean soup. Oh my God. I have to give that a try. Yeah. Cause out here we have a, uh, it's a Dutch version. We call it, uh, either chicken pot pie, ham pot pie. And it, mm-hmm. it's not like, uh, a pot pie. Like when most people think of pot pies, they think of those little ones that you'd put right. in the oven or microwave that look like a pie with like meat and gravy and mixed vegetables. No, mm-hmm. this is just chicken, a real thick gravy, some potatoes, onions, garlic if if you can eat it and uh mm-hmm. homemade uh egg noodles and the thicker the better mm-hmm. and you know you just that that but some people out here will put vinegar on it i've never tried it i, I probably should because i think i probably would like it but man oh a good pot that pie would and, be and, different a different experience with the gravy i'm not i'm not sure about that yeah. but yeah i'll have to get into that sometime because i know <clears throat> what is your what is your favorite thing to cook or do you have a favorite oh, you have man. a specialty how about that Spe- right okay ryan uh no i'm just kidding uh he he asked me this all the time i don't really have a specialty like i'm i have a really good spaghetti sauce like we we do our own spaghetti sauce and mm-hmm. then i i add to it you know when it's time to, to oh, prepare yeah. it but i always do my my spaghetti sauce usually the night before I'll go to bed, I'll turn it on in the crock pot on low or simmer and what have you, and just let it simmer all night and all, all the next day. And then when Mm -hmm. it's close to time, you know, I'll start adding, you know, the the mushrooms. I, I don't, sometimes we do bell pepper, but a lot of times we don't because the green bell pepper, I don't know, kind of gives me indigestion not indigestion, but you know, the toots, mm-hmm. whatever, but it I, does I like a, a lot yellow of or, yeah, yellow or a red, yellow or red, mm-hmm. you know, we'll put in there. Um, 
then I take my beef sausage mixture with onion, throw that in there and cook that down. And by the time it's done, I mean, it just, but I don't know. I like cooking a lot of things, you know, Cajun, my wife. Mm -hmm. I love Cajun food. Have you ever had an etouffee? Oh yeah. I make, I make that actually all the time. And I, um, I will also bake, uh, like tilapia. Uh, in the oven and then uh put the etouffee on top of the fish oh you just turned me on yeah. to a whole new shrimp thing. shrimp etouffee and then um or you could even do you know sausage or or whatever um and then put it on top of the uh, tilapia it's really yeah i was good. trying to yeah, explain to ryan what, a, rice. what an etouffee was and i was, I was like it's kind of like the alfredo of the yeah. Cajun world, but it's not an Alfredo yeah. sauce. I said, I'm just trying to kind of the creaminess of, of, of the, you know, the, the sauce that you make. I said, most, mm-hmm. you know, what's really popular in Louisiana is the, the crawfish. Gumbo. Said, yeah. Oh, oh gumbo, yeah. Jambalaya. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now there's a new thing that that's been floating around is this pastalaya that I'm going to have to eventually try because it's like jambalaya, but instead of the rice, they, they put in, Pick, pick your noodle. I think a lot of them use bow tie or, or something like that, but they, mm-hmm. they put noodles in and they're calling it pastalaya. And this is coming out of Louisiana. I'm like, oh, that looks fucking amazing. I'm like, I like noodles and I like jambalaya. Let's do pastalaya. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't really, I mean, I try to master every, everything that I, I try to cook. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've, right. I've I've often wanted to like a dream is to have a food truck, but I don't think that you know, be... I always, I always wanted to do that too, like all the time. And, and like for me, I'm writing a cookbook because I don't have any, I don't follow recipes. I make up my own stuff. Mm-hmm. And so my daughter's constantly calling me, mom, what can I do with this? Okay. Do you have a recipe for blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, let me think about it for a minute. And so it's time consuming. It's taking me a while because it's not like your normal average everyday cookbook. And I don't measure shit out either. Nope. Measure with love. <laughs> That's exactly right. People are like, well, how do you make like cake or bread or whatever without measuring? And I'm like, my eyeballs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, and I do that, you know, even with my, my, my spaghetti sauce, you know, mm-hmm. you know, throwing in some oregano, basil and, and some of the other, you know, seasonings are like, well, how much do you know to put in? I don't know. I eyeball it up. But okay. I my like things like with the, a lot good. of seasoning though. I, and like, you know, like a lot of people, like my mom never, when I was growing up, it's like, season everything so lightly mm-hmm. and like not me like me i literally have like tons of spices i have like four different cabinets that are you know really super tall ones and extra storage areas of spices that i put together and i just love like highly seasoned stuff i want that oh, yeah. flavor pop when i so, eat something. so to people out there this is why soul food, your Cajun foods, your your down home Southern cooking mm-hmm. has so much taste to it. Is because 
Right. They don't do the typical white person and not season shit. You have to season right. your food, people. Season your food. Public service don't. announcement. Season your fucking food. Don't season things like you work in a cafeteria. Yeah. I mean, it, and when I say season, it doesn't need to be salt. You can hold off on the salt. Oh, no. Season yeah. it with other things. And mm-hmm. everything just to enhance, if it's a piece of chicken, a pork, a steak, you know, the old rule is K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. You can't go wrong. <laughs> I think some people took that the wrong way. Keep it simple. And they're like, okay, salt and pepper. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. Throw some, you know, obviously you can't eat garlic, but, you know, salt, pepper, garlic on a steak or with some rosemary and butter and, and, and what have you. You know, my wife, she was like, I don't like rosemary until I made her a, a, a usually oh, I do I my steaks out on the charcoal grill, but I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I did it in a cast iron and she's like, this is amazing. And she's mm-hmm. like, I thought I didn't like rosemary. And I was like, yeah, see, you thought. Yeah. And that's, see, that's me. Like, I love to make steaks. Um, I am the grill master in our household. My husband doesn't cook. Um, I love to grill, and so steaks are one of my favorite things to make. And I make a smoked tea rub that I put on steaks and pork chops and whatever, and it is heavenly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love to do stuff like that, but I like to – I love different kinds of Mexican food or, you know, like Mexican-style sushi or, you know – whatever i just like very unique do you different when, things do you remember when taco bell had the enchirito mm-hmm. okay that a was a thing i think did. yeah and i think um maybe it's because we're a little bit older mm-hmm. as to why other people don't remember it or they're like what the heck is that yeah, yeah. i recreated that for my wife because she had never had one and the first time I did it, I did it with ground beef because we had leftover taco meat. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, this is good. I was like, well, when I used to get one, it was either chicken or steak. And she's like, right. oh, I would like to try that. So I recently, I think it was last week, made steak and chorritos. And she's like, these are fucking amazing. I said, I know. All it is is You're a like- steak bean. It's basically an enchilada. They just named it something kind of fancy because it's Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was funny cause the next day, cause like we ate dinner and, and then I took the leftovers, you know, for lunch the next day. And it so happened that Ryan called me while I was on my lunch break. He goes, what are you doing? I was like, Hey, hombre, I'm, I'm eating my stank at Chorido that I recreated. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, are you serious? I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. And he's like, that, I, I love that. He goes, I love that. You, you recreated the enchirito that is basically just a, an enchilada. And I was like, yeah, but they were so fucking good. Right. And I love it when you can improve uh-huh. on, on stuff. Like we don't eat out very often, but when we do, he's like, I know you can make this better. And I'm mm. like, a hundred percent. Watch this. <laughs> Home a beer. Watch this. <laughs> yeah. Oh my beer. <laughs> I just like to cook and I like, yeah. it may sound weird, but I like to feed people. 
No, no, I like totally agree with you. Time. When we when we do a big cookout, it's not very often, but when we have people here doing a cookout, I am the very last person to eat. You know, if if I'm Me doing too. like a big spread of fried chicken or or steaks or burger, it do, it doesn't matter what we're cooking. I'm the mm -hmm. guy that's standing there. Watch, I I, I want to see the smile and and their eyes just like, mm -hmm. wow, this is great. You know, and and. I accidentally am the guy that has to bring deviled eggs now to uh, every family function <laughs> that, that we go to because I seasoned my deviled eggs and, and for years right. before I even did it, you know, it was my wife's mom, you know, always made the deviled eggs. And the first year that I brought them, you know, I, I do a Southern style. I put a little relish horseradish in there, you know, mustard, mayonnaise, you know, little, and instead of paprika, I, I usually, um, I'll, I'll I'll uh, dust it with uh, some jalapeno powder. And mm -hmm. we got there and everybody's just like, huh? You brought deviled eggs, huh? You're going to compete with uh, your wife's mom, huh? Okay. Sit down, we're eating. And now Jake, my, my stepson, already had one. He's like, oh, these are, these are amazing. You know, and he, he loves them. You know, so he already had like three before we even got there. And uh, we're sitting there and all of a sudden, her dad goes, wow, hon, these deviled eggs are amazing. They're better than yours. And everybody just whipped their head and they're like, what? and he's, he's just scarfing them down. And, and then we left there. There was no, I, I had no deviled eggs left. And what, what her mom brought, there was, she had almost what she, she came there with. And they're mm -hmm. like, yeah, you have to bring the deviled eggs from now on. I was like, well, it's because I put seasoning in it. I'm not I a basic love deviled eggs. You know, I, I love deviled eggs so much, but I, I always hated like the way my mom made them because it was like mayonnaise and mustard and relish. And I'm like, because I'm not a mustard kind of person. And I'm just like, you know what? There's got to be different stuff. And so, mm -hmm. and I know it sounds really weird to a lot of people, but like experimenting with deviled eggs and what you can stuff them with it makes me so happy like i love crab meat mm. i love crawfish so if you take uh crab meat and dice that up and make a mixture with like uh jalapenos green chilies whatever all that kind of stuff um with pimento cheese and stuff them oh my god they are so good dude I'm gonna i have to love try i love stuff like that because i don't like the usual typical because a lot of people like i'm not a big mayonnaise person either and so i'm like there's got to be another way to do this because i love eggs anyway mm -hmm. and i love deviled eggs i just don't like what they're typically stuffed with so yeah you got to get gourmet with that you know, heck, right. people are getting gourmet with mac and cheese, or not mac and cheese, but grilled cheese now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, you got to think outside the box. Yeah, I make my own mac and cheese because I just, uh, everything is so basic to me. And that's why, like, anytime we do go out to eat, I'm like, that was just not satisfying. It's whatever. And he's like, you are literally a food snob. And I'm like, yeah. Maybe because my food is better. Yeah. 
I'm I think, like, I can't help it. I think there's a few of us in, in this podcast game that actually could sit down and do uh, its own podcast on food. And, and oh, my like, God. And, and get weird with it. You know what I mean? Like me, you, Ryan, and maybe somebody else and just do maybe even a monthly show and have its own RSS feed and just get weird <laughs> with food. You know what I mean? I, I, oh, wow. Could you imagine like if we were all together and we had like a big shindig where everybody brought food? Do you know how much uh, control freaks you're going to put in one room? <laughs> it's like, ah, no, don't do it that way. Don't do it. Because my wife, my wife will be like, you're such a control freak when you're cooking. I'm like, get out of my kitchen. I'm I cooking. know, but I'm the same way though, but, um, for good reason, because like I have my stuff down to a science, mm -hmm. you know, and like anytime, like somebody comes to visit like my mom or my daughter or whatever, you know, they'd always be like, can I help? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> Not at all. Thanks, the only thing I would mm -mm. really only ever request my wife's help with, and it, and it's a weakness of mine. It's always been the bane of my cooking experience is rice. I'm like, you cook the rice. Oh yeah. We're good. You know? And she's yeah. like, are you sure that's all you need? I, you just cook the rice and we're good. I can cook everything else. Every time I try to make rice, it, 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 it's always watery it, it, it or, or it's overcooked. I'm like, I that's don't know. what my husband I, says too. He can't it, like, we buy these gigantic, uh, things of jasmine rice mm -hmm. and he uh, and, and i can actually stand over his shoulder and tell him what to do it, and it, it still does not out. come out mm -mm. my wife and does so the same he's thing always with like me. i can't do it i can't i can't get it like it never comes out right and yours is perfect every time and i'm like i'll do it no biggie that's the only thing that i've i've ever found that i cannot cook is rice and it's so basic <laughs> And, and that's what kind of frustrates me about it. It's like, it's so basic that I can't cook it. I can follow my wife's, I can follow the directions that my wife gives me to a T. Okay. This much water, this much rice, a little bit of butter, a little bit of, no, no. Rice don't like me. I'm all, I'm all right with that. That's what our, that's what our problem is here. That's why he doesn't, uh, he doesn't cook, uh, Unless I'm not here and I haven't made him meals before I left. And then he will make, he, he always calls it rice and wieners. It's just basically like hot dogs uh, chopped up and put in rice that's reheated and then put Parmesan cheese on it. Knows what he likes. It's food. Yeah, it's that's food. Right. Heck, I tried uh, I tried a can of uh, Campbell's pork and beans. Mm -hmm. Uh, a couple weeks mm -hmm. ago, because I, man, as a kid, pork and beans, that, that was a staple. You know, I was poor. Not the same. Does, no. When I was a kid, you could eat them right out of the can. And now they're yeah. just, they don't have the consistency or taste. There, there's something mm -mm. different about them. Like, it's because garbage. there's so much shit in them now. And that's mm -hmm. why, like, I make my own. And this may sound really weird, but. I do my beans in a rice cooker because it's so much faster mm -hmm. and they get way more tender. And then, um, like I'll take, uh, like Turkey smoked sausage 
mm-hmm. and chop that up real small and and use that. But yeah, I make like uh, sauce with molasses and and whatever to put in it. So yeah, they're they're so much better. Love a good hundred percent so much better. Oh yeah. Well, my dear, tell everybody where they can find Mister Ghost at. You can find me on the planet Asgard. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you, you can find me and my podcast, My Third Eye Podcast, on every major uh, podcast app that you can get. Apple, Spotify, I think I'm even on Audible. You know, you name it, you can, you can find My Third Eye Podcast. Uh, if you want to hit up me directly, I, I'm on Instagram, My Third Eye Podcast, all one word hit up me or hit me up and you know, we can have a conversation. I, it, it does not matter what you want to talk about. Uh, also head on over to the patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast. And you can get for $5, you get all the talk at the taverns and all full episodes of my show. Uh, $3 tier, you get the full episode only you, you won't get talk at the tavern, but for $3, you get the full episodes of, of my show. That's, something I just recently started, you know, and there's something coming in the works down the road that, uh, might, might be traveling through the, the podcast community. Uh, I, I, I can't really say much more than that, but, uh, also if you, uh, if you've had a bizarre encounter, whether you've been visited by aliens or whatever, there's a new podcast coming out, uh, in September, uh, the host of uh, Inquiries of Our Reality, Shane Jones, and I are teaming up to do Bizarre Encounters. So uh, nice. we're uh, getting ready to start interviewing people and getting that that launched. Everything's locked in. We just need to uh, basically start recording and getting some some cool cool guests on. But uh, yeah, uh, fuck. Find me. You got a lot of stuff. You got yeah. a lot of stuff coming up and going on. That's exciting, though. I do, you know, and and, and like you you had mentioned, I do talk at the tavern every Friday. I've revamped that a little bit back to a invite only, like I, I did when mm-hmm. um, I first started, just because it it needed to get back to that more personal and and just authentic feel of you know people coming together. You know, hey, we're right. invited. Let's go. You know, hey, friend. You, you free let's go out for some drinks and, and have some talks and then like i said right. ryan and i have started uh a, a, a new it, it's under my third eye podcast it's it's released for free but uh conspiracy in the news and we just get kind of weird with it. it it's almost a mix of one of his ryan's rants and ghost kind of retarded tirades i guess you could say <laughs> on what's going on in in the news today because like we'll pick funny and weird things like i'm i I keep always hearing even now you know with the monkey box i'll I'll keep this short him and i were the first to cover that whole monkey thing that that happened in pennsylvania because it was 30 minutes from my house okay Mm -hmm. we i called him i'm like dude this just happened do you want to cover it and we did some research quick we're like, yeah, and we released it. And then now I'm hearing other podcasters starting to, you know, bring that up and 
now it's in it, it happened in Philly or it happened in Pittsburgh. It happened here, and and right. the lady was bit, and she got she got all the this disease, and and none of that ever none of that ever happened. She did get spit at. She got flu like symptoms. That was the extent of it. You know, yes, she did think they were cats uh, because that's what the driver said. Yeah. But <laughs> it, it, long story short, they, they executed all of them. But, you know, it, it's just funny to hear all these other people talk about it because monkeypox is coming out and they're like, oh, it must be because of what happened in Pennsylvania in Philly. Oh, my like, Lord. Motherfuckers, it happened in central Pennsylvania. I drove right by it like three days later after it happened. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. But anyway, yeah, hit hit me up. If you want to email me, mythirdipod at gmail.com and uh, Linktree, you know, my third eye podcast. So, yeah, it, this was a blast, Janet. Uh, I'm going to have to have you on my show. And, and just like you said, hey, let's just sit down and, and have a riff at it. and. I think you, well, obviously you and I, we, I think we were at it about a half hour before I got booted and now we're over an hour again. So yep. I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> we obviously can sit down and, and, and chop it up. So, and yeah. that's what I love. I just love having those, uh, organic conversations mm-hmm. and it goes wherever it goes. And today was food. Uh, and that's good because everyone likes to eat. And if you don't, something's wrong with you. And then that, so. that's kind of where I bring my guests on, on my show. We just go wherever the conversation needs to go. You know, whatever information mm-hmm. is brought out is what needs to be brought out. You know, I've had Tommy yeah. Chong on, we, we talked about whatever, and that was the information that needed brought out. I talked to an ex right. guy wizard, that information got brought out, you know, has weird things happened since hmm, maybe a little bit, but uh, <laughs> just going to disregard that. <laughs> We'll just pretend it didn't and move along. (laughs) Sage my house. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, smudge dick everywhere. So it was a pleasure to have you, my dear. I'm super stoked that you were able to come and have this conversation with me. So anybody that's a new listener, you can check out just the audio podcast of Deplorable Nation on every podcast platform, plus actual activists with an S on the end.com. And also you can head on over to Roku TV, Patriot Podcast Network, Um, like, subscribe, and download that channel. And you can watch the video versions of my podcast there exclusively. So, my dear, it was a pleasure to have you. I love you bunches. I appreciate you coming on and chit-chatting with me today. And we'll have to do some more in the future, my dear. Oh, absolutely. The pleasure was all mine. And I was so tickled that that you reached out and you're like, hey, would you like to be a guest? I'm like, absolutely, I'd love to come on your show. You know what I mean? I'm like, like I so. don't, I don't even know why that didn't happen before. I'm like, yeah, same. and now that I have my brain cells back and I feel like a human being again, I thought, well, who better to be the first guest on my, on my trip back than you. So well, that, there you go. Thank you for the honor. And it, it, it was a fun time. We worked through some technical uh, difficulties, but we made it happen. And that's, that's what happens. And, you know, when you're doing a podcast, you know, you, you just make it happen. So. Truth. You're an easy person to talk to, a fun person to talk to. And, you know, I know you're a wealth of knowledge. So, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. It 
it was perfect. It, it was meant to be. And like I said, the honor was all mine to to come on here and 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 chop it up with you tonight. Oh well, I appreciate that, my dear. So for me and for Ghost, have a good one, and we'll see you next time.